KYW Original Podcasts. This is KYW In-Depth. My name is Matt Leon. Lots to talk about in the economy as we continue to work our way through this pandemic. Unemployment numbers, retail sales, Federal Reserve. We will talk about all this and more as we check in, as we do just about every week, with David Fiorenza, Assistant Professor of the Practice Villanova School of Business. Always an interesting conversation. Give a listen. Let's start with unemployment. Obviously, it's a number we track to see just how bad things are and for the first time, the new claims came in under a million, first time since the pandemic started. And obviously, going down is good news, but boy, I, are we getting a little uh, numb to the idea of just how big this number still is? Matt, that's a good way to start off our podcast. You are correct. I've been waiting for this day when I could say that unemployment is below a million. However, to say that number, it's still high. A 963,000 people, that's really high. Uh, We have some reductions, but I still have concerns. I'm not seeing it as a trend, even though it's going down, because I think the fact that we could see some spikes in coronavirus, which could wipe out all these gains that we're going to talk about today in the economy. We still haven't gotten a new coronavirus relief stimulus package from Congress, however you want to frame it. Uh, I know I figured we would have had one by now. Uh, How troubling is it that they haven't passed one, and do you still think we'll get one eventually? I think we will get one eventually. I'm not going to hold my breath, and I don't want anybody else to hold their breath. Uh, Consumer spending has been doing very well. Retail sales have been doing very well. However, July 31st seems so long ago. It was two weeks away. And the fact that if they haven't passed anything yet, it could be another week or two. And that big gap, to me, in spending and getting some kind of stimulus to people, even though it causes debt and even though it's a concern that people aren't working, People still need some money every week so they can go out and at least take care of some of their obligations. Do you have any, and I don't know if concern is the word, but we talked about the unemployment numbers going down, and obviously that's the direction everybody wants to see them go. But do you have any concerns that that could give some politicians a false sense of security, that another stimulus package really isn't needed? I think so. I think when you look at April's numbers of 14.7% unemployment, and then you look at July of 10.2%, you say, wow, we're really coming down over the last four months. 10.2%, I, don't, I cannot remember the day that we saw unemployment over 10%. It may have been in the early 1980s. I want to talk a little bit about businesses, small businesses. I think I saw somewhere that more businesses lost in the last three months than all of the Great Recession. Um, that's really kind of sobering, and you kind of see it in places where you see for rents or you know st- doors boarded up. Uh, just kind of talk about the state of these small businesses, and uh, they've still got a long road to hoe, don't they? They really do, especially in some of these places in New Jersey and Pennsylvania that are what I call our mid-sized cities. For example, Lancaster, Pennsylvania. Uh, You start taking away the minor league baseball. You start taking away some of the events that these places have in town, such as festivals and carnivals, places like Bethlehem, their music fest, most of it being virtual. And a lot of your small, what we always call traditionally mom and pop stores, may not be able to make it, as well as restaurants. 
Uh, it's really thinning out those who can survive and those who cannot survive. So it's going to be hard to get people back to work if they are normally used to being in the hospitality business. They're going to have to look for other jobs, unfortunately, especially those who love being in hospitality. They love the restaurant business. They love the hotel business. So I have a concern of a lot of these cities that are in the 50,000 range and below that are going to be hurting in the next few months and even into next year before they start to rebound. Uh, You referenced retail sales earlier. I think uh, for July they were up. It was only 1.2%. But I feel like a lot of the retail numbers, we've kind of got to have an asterisk just simply because uh, you've got a lot of places that are shutting down again, pulling back. Uh, What are your thoughts on those retail sales numbers? Absolutely, Matt. You're right about that when you said that some of those places may have to shut down again. The retail sales, they covered things such as restaurants, stores, even online. And there was lots of brisk sales in May and June. And then even in July, it slowed down a little bit. My concern is that if we start to see a second spike, a third spike, uh, what is that going to do for the retail sales? Uh, What's it going to do for the sales as we approach the Christmas and holiday season? What's it going to do even a step back for Halloween, which has become a huge huge economic indicator for the country where people have celebrations and parties and they buy outfits and they they go to different uh, attractions in our area, such as Eastern State Penitentiary. What's going to happen to all the restaurants who thrive during those times? Uh, Are we going to see another contraction? I I am cautioning that that 1.2% is great. It's positive. I feel good about it, but I'm always looking in my rear view mirror for the next incident that may occur you talked about some of the smaller towns smaller cities i should say and the big 10 decided no football in the fall no fall sports at all that means no penn state football and that is just going to devastate uh state colleges somebody who worked up there for a couple years i mean i would the entire economy is basically wired into those seven week home weekends in the fall i mean that's real. I mean, we're going to see a lot of places just not be able to survive because of this, aren't they? That's true. And even though I'm a Villanova guy, I can still talk about other universities in a positive light. I used to know the finance director and the borough manager of Penn State, and they would welcome those home games because of the millions of dollars it would bring into the town for the hotels, for the golfing, the restaurants, and the merchandise sales, as well as the local ads for the TVs and, and even the, the national ads that would come in. It's a big multiplier effect when you don't have Penn State football playing. You don't have Big Ten, Pac-12, and even the Big East conferences for fall sports. Uh, even in smaller state schools, such as Westchester, let's say, and the ones that are throughout the Commonwealth, people gather on the weekends and they make it a, they make it an all-day affair and even an all-weekend affair, and it's spending money everywhere from restaurants to bars to uh, to beverage centers to barbecues. It's just a great college thing that we have with sports on Saturdays, but we're not going to have it right now. And just going along with that, I mean – you know, it, it's going to be terrible for the small businesses in places like State College, but then you kind of, you know, once again, like everything else, you pull the string. The tax revenue, it's going to hurt the services. It's obviously going to hurt the university. I mean, this is going to have ramifications for years, really, isn't it? That's true. The National League of Cities just came out with another report talking about many cities throughout the United States 
what we call the mid-level cities, the Clevelands, the Cincinnati's, and even the smaller ones uh, in Pennsylvania and New Jersey and other places that are really going to struggle if they don't see sales tax revenue, parking tax revenue, even amusement tax revenue. Remember, a lot of these cities, this is the time of year, August, when all your rock bands and country music bands and all the other genres of music are touring the country in all the venues from 1,000 to 20,000. And if you don't have those people in those venues, you're not seeing that multiplier effect of all the, the tax revenues and then all the other indirect spending that goes to pay for all the people that are involved in the concerts and the sports. So that is going to be a big concern when these cities are going to be doing their budgeting for next year. How worried are you about a big spike in foreclosures and evictions uh, as this drags on and as that $600 a, a month expired? I know there was an executive order out of the White House to put it at 400 but that's not going to be immediate. And I think it seems like there's some questions about legality. And until we get another coronavirus relief bill, I mean, I think evictions, foreclosures, that, that's numbers to watch, isn't it? That is something to watch. Uh, because on the other hand, I keep seeing the the number of uh, home sales go up. That could be because people are seeing that they're in apartments and with the interest rate being so low, below 3% to get a mortgage, maybe they're going to bounce into a home. But that's a number to watch, evictions, foreclosures for businesses. Um, you know, some businesses did not get the aid that was coming out, okay, that, that, that was came from the federal level down to the states and down to the county and local levels. They still didn't receive the aid, whether they applied or not applied, um, whatever the case may be. So that's a concern. I want to see what's going to happen coming into September and October. And then now that we end towards the November and December, as we get to all the different holidays, what is going to happen uh, to all the economic indicators? It's a, it, this is a big concern right now. We've come back and talked about the the Federal Reserve and uh, how aggressive they've been. We haven't talked about it in a couple of months. Overall, how would you judge the Fed? Because I've seen some people, some economists that, that have kind of soured a little bit on some of their lending programs, saying they're not as effective as they should be. How would you rate how the Federal Reserve has uh, approached everything to this point? Well, I think they've done everything they can. Um, I'm not sure if I would be running it any differently. Um, it's always easy to be the, the Monday morning quarterback or the backseat driver. I felt in the situation they were in, they did the best they can do. Now, whether everyone received that funding is, a, is another thing. You know, I, I think you have to go out there as a business, talk to your financial advisors, your accountants, get them to apply for all this grant money. It is available. The grant money is available, and also the coronavirus money is available. If it's not being delivered to the businesses, well, then there's something wrong there. There's a, there's a glitch in the system that needs to be addressed. One of the things I always noticed about, about the federal government is they always make a pass-through to the state governments, and then the state governments make a pass-through to the counties or the cities, and, and it gets trickled down. Uh, the money's not lost. It's just that it takes time. And if your state governments are not open 100%, people working from home, there is going to be a lag in that area. That's it for this episode of KYW In-Depth. You can listen and subscribe to the podcast on the Radio.com app or wherever you listen to your favorite shows. I'm Matt Leon, and we'll have another episode out soon.